Ladies and gentlemen, the starting lineups for your all-star celebrity game, Minnesota edition. For Team Alive, at guard from Duluth, Bob Dylan. At the other guard, her birthplace is her namesake, Winona Ryder. At forward, hailing from the state capital, Joe Mandy. At power forward, also from St. Peasy, Josh Hartnett. And the man in the middle, another St. Paulian. He's Joe Mauer. And your starting lineup for Team Dead. At center, from Sock Center, it's claimed novelist Sinclair Lewis. He created Snoopy, and he's from Minneapolis. At forward, we have Charles Schultz. At our other forward, the great Gatsby himself, hailing from St. Paul, F. Scott Fitzgerald. At shooting guard from Grand Rapids, it's Judy Garland. And last but not least, your hometown boy from Minneapolis. Let's put your hands together for your starting point guard, Prince. Welcome to episode 71 of Wolves Cast, the show that would prefer to have its jersey retired by Farmington High School. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Yeah, we come from Farmington. But we didn't have jersey numbers. As I revealed in this week's Wolves Cast <laughs> Digest, Neil and I, both swimmers, we're talking yeah. about how KG was saying how he shaves his head to get his hoodie to stick on his uh, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to shave my head for swimming. We're both swimmers, and I used to shave my head for swimming, and true. That's just a true story. When you shave your head, it's all prickly. Yeah, you get a little bit of that stub, and uh, when yeah. it's freshly shaven, you lay down on your pillow at night. It feels like your pillow's made of Velcro. Ooh, it's not great. Yeah. So thanks for being with us, everybody. It's Wolf Cat Wolf's Cast time. Appreciate you joining Ooh, us happy and to be back. Uh, listening to our show this week. Um, this week on the show, uh, we're going to talk about this week in Timberwolves basketball. Of course, we'll get to our full court press, and uh, within that, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about expectations. Uh, for the final fourth of uh, this uh, season, um, we're going to talk about Flip Saunders. His uh, tribute is uh, happening as we record this right now um, at Target Center. Uh, we have a sponsor. We're going to get into the mailbag. Uh, thank you to everybody who sent in questions today. We will be answering them shortly. Uh, Weekly Wolfies and a game. You know how we do it here on Wolf's Cast. And then we have nothing. Then that's it. Yeah. A long, desolate week of no Timberwolves basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! I suppose. I feel like I feel like we should have the uh, the. I miss watching NBA basketball. It's been so long. It's been so long since I've seen Carl Anthony Towns play with Andrew Wiggins. It's a cold winter ahead of us, but yeah, you're right. We uh, next time we do this show, we'll have no games to talk about. We'll be an all all star uh, type of deal. All right, it's the week Scott gets to finally do, run with some of his weird ideas for themed episodes. Sure, we might do something freaky deaky. I got all kinds of themed episodes in the chamber that Neil never wants me to do. Oh yeah, shoot them down left and right. Well, let's talk about this week. Yeah, kind of a bummer starting out the week. I mean, Tough we're week. one and two. Uh, it's weird to only have three games in a week, but that's what happens when you've played the most games in the NBA. you got to get used to these sparse weeks going forward, because after tonight's game against the Lakers, which we haven't seen, we're recording during the Lakers game, which is hopefully a win. We hardcore. We don't change our schedules because there's a game on. That's right. We'll watch it later. That's game 61 for us, so that means when we come back, only 21 more games a season. Wow. 
So that means a lot of rest in yes. between those games. Uh, first off, we lost at Chicago. Jimmy Butler, Tom Thibodeau, homecoming. Kind of lame. Uh, the tribute video was cool. You see the tribute video? Amazing. Of Taj and yeah. Jimmy. Very heartwarming. Lots of uh, silly green screen stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, very fun to watch that. Um, you know, this is such a close game that when I was watching it, it was like, I can't believe the technical foul Tom Thibodeau got for cussing at Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is right next to the ref. And Tibbs cussed really loudly at Cat, but the ref thought he was at him, so he gave Tibbs the T. And that was the, that's the game decider right there, you know? That's game altering foul for cussing out t- Carl Anthony Towns yeah, too loudly. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever seen that before. I'm not sure we'll see it again. Yeah, afterwards, both strange. of them were like, no, no, no. I was like, he was talking to me. They he were was begging. talking to me. He they were begging to, to get that one back. Yikes. But after it's been called, it's you can't have it. It's been a bad week back. for refs. <laughs> um, one at, uh, against Sacramento. That's nice. They're a bad team. Would really hate to have dropped that one. Yeah. Just looking bad at some points, but we came through with a good fourth quarter, which is definitely not the trend for this team. Yeah. And then we lost Houston. Uh, they came in with their really fresh Chinese jerseys. thought they looked really cool in those jerseys and those uniforms. It was kind of a Chinese New Year night. I think they were celebrating yep. at yep. the stadium. Uh, and they looked better than us uh, that night, and they destroyed us. I mean, uh, we were completely outclassed by them. Looked better, played better. Just like that. I mean, when Ryan Anderson is hitting four-pointers, you know, he's basically five feet behind the line. If you started four pointers, that would be he would be making those. That was wild. I mean, Houston. I think I saw a stat the other day that they have right now. They're at like a one sixteen offensive rating, which is like the highest ever in NBA history. They stupid. have a historical. You know, there's two teams in the NBA right now who have a historical <laughs> offense uh, in Golden State and Houston. So yeah, I yeah, saw that. We had up like, against them. It's hard. We had like the same number of turnovers and rebounds and shooting percentage and everything. All the stats like. We, it looked like we equaled Houston, but they hit 22 three-pointers, so they won by like 18 or something. Yeah, uh, they've got to figure it out. That's one of two teams. One of two teams we've played all season where I just felt completely outclassed, where it was just like, yeah, there's no chance. We have no shot. They are on a different level of basketball playing than we are, and that's the Warriors and Houston. They're the only two teams to make me feel that way so far this season. Yeah, the Wolves still with the road woes, having a hard time. And uh, also, I know that's what the road. Houston does because they're so good at getting to the line, but I yeah. thought the refs were terrible in that game. Terrible, terrible refs. Uh, so now, yeah, the Wolves are now uh, thirty-five and twenty-five um, as of right now. They're third in offense, and they've slipped all the way down to twenty-sixth in defense. Uh, they have the eighth best net rating, and they're on pace for a finishing record of forty-eight and thirty-four. Not bad. Um, not bad. That's uh, they just got to figure out the defense. That is going to be the thing for the rest of the year. Here, we'll get into a little bit more about you know how we kind of see this thing going, finishing out this season. Um, um, a little bit uh, later in the show, actually. Actually, how about, right around the corner. How about we do let's, it right now? Let's get right into it. It's time for full court press. Here's the tip. All right, let's talk about how it's going to go because this season, lots of ups and downs. Lots of uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, weren't sure how it was going to go, and then you know, the, the team got it together, especially around the you know Christmas time, holiday time. It really started to put things together, and um, I think it's interesting to talk about where we see things going forward from here. You know, uh, like you said, there's 21 more games left. You know, things are winding down. You know, we have All-Star just right now, but don't be fooled. This is not the halfway mark. It never is, but especially this year. It is extremely, extremely late this year. Usually it's like the 60% mark. 75%. Well, we also played the most games in the NBA. Yes, yes, for the Wolves, it's extreme. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, 
Uh, it's nice that we'll have some practice time. Hopefully that will help yeah. us improve our defense. It's really discouraging to see us down to 26. It's getting late, too. Mid-season. And we late. started the season really bad. Then around December, January, it seemed like we pulled ourselves up to about like 17th. So it's like middle of the pack where it's something like, okay, that's respectable. You pair that with the top five offense and you're, you're sitting pretty. You're looking like a good team. So it's very discouraging to watch us slip backwards. Um you always like to think that the defensive improvements and strides we make as a team are permanent, and to see us backslide like that is very discouraging. In fact, maybe the most discouraging thing about this team right now. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, totally. I mean, that that defense is, you, you would think it'd be the opposite. I, I was hoping that it would be a slow climb, basically. Close the gap, commit to improve. Yeah, exactly. You think it would be a you know throughout the year that these things would improve uh, throughout the season, but unfortunately, it's kind of been an up and down roller coaster of a of a of a ride here for for the defense, and it is concerning at this point to me because, like we said, we're we're three fourths of the way in. We should have some of these principles down. You would think, you know, yeah. and and so I don't really know how to sort of understand what's happening here. I don't know how a team can kind of be so up and down with this. I guess. Uh, you know, your opponent matters a lot, you know, who you're playing and, and sort of what they can bring. And, and, you know, maybe that matters as far as where your defense is going to go. But I don't know. We saw a different kind of defense right in the middle of the season. And I don't, I'm not really sure how, we gonna, how we're going to get that back. You know, they had their troubles in transition. And now these days it's more of like a trouble guarding the three-point line. So it's sort of like this yeah. moving target of like where does the team need to focus to sort of like really shore this thing up. Yeah, and it's nice. I think Towns is better than he was. At the beginning of the season, we had a lot of defensive problems, and Towns was a large part of that. I think both Towns and Wiggins are playing better on defense than earlier in the season. It's just such a negative when you have Jeff Teague on the court or when you have Jamal Crawford especially. Jamal just is a a sieve. We're just giving up all kinds of buckets whenever he plays. So that's tough, but the blame goes all around, um, I think. It's, It's a team thing, and we need to execute on it better. And I know Tom Thibodeau's got to be disgusted by it. So it's just like, what's it going to take? You know, I know these guys have the talent. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, are they getting tired? Is it too many minutes? I don't know. And I think something that the, we should uh, – this whole segment is about expectations for the final 20, 21 games. And I think what Wolves fans should expect and also sort of like hope for is um, just to be closer to average. I think that's all the team really needs to look for here. It's not like you need to go out and suddenly, you know, I don't even think the Wolves can get up to, to a top 15, top 10 defense at this point, but I'd like it to see it get into that 17, 16. Yeah, let's get into the top 20 for sure. That's all we need. We that's got, all we need. We, we just can't be down to We have bottom. rest. We have practice time now, yep. so there's no excuses for the last part of the season. No more, oh, we're new. We're just trying to figure each other. Nope. We're done with those excuses. And I guess time to perform. how I'm framing it is sort of thinking about what I want to see this team finish this season with in order to like bridge into next year and also what I want to see the team be at in order to sort of put themselves in a good playoff position to either have home court advantage or put themselves in a position where they can win a first-round series. That's right. Um, so those are kind of the two things I'm thinking about as far as where this goes. I mean, why does it matter to be this good in defense? Well, you want to prove something for next year. You want to have somewhere to start for the next season and kind of be like, all right, we did this already. We we, we played Here's the solid the defense. Yeah, exactly. Let's build from that. Set a precedent a little bit. So that's why we want the defense to be better because they're not going to win the title this year, so ultimately it doesn't matter that much. But you really want the team to start building towards having a top 10 defense next year. Yep. 
Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing that's been going on, we've been really bad in the fourth quarter this year. Yeah. Uh, Britt Robson, our favorite uh, writer and coverer of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the goat, had a great article on the Athletic that broke down some of the uh, problems we have, and especially as it pertains to Jimmy Butler taking all the shots and. He gets into a lot of the usage rate and stuff like that, and uh, it's clear that as the season's gone on, Jimmy's taken more and more of a responsibility in the fourth, and that leads to other players getting checked, feeling checked out mentally. I think it's clear to me that Wiggins. I mean, he. I mean, Towns' usage rate has dipped. Wiggins' usage rate has dropped off a cliff in the fourth quarter, and I just think that that. I mean, people have been asking what's wrong with Wiggins all season. And I think that he's had a harder time adjusting to the addition of Jimmy Butler than Towns. It makes sense. Towns plays a different position. Jimmy and Andrew are more or less the same kind of player. Yeah, more overlap. And so uh, I think that when we talk about Andrew Wiggins, we have to factor in what it's done to his psyche to have someone come in and steal all of his fire and take all of his touches away. Because that's what's happening in the fourth. I know Andrew gets plenty of shots up in the first three quarters. As it should, by the way. I mean, to me, I feel like that's a good thing, right? We need more shots for Jimmy. It's hard for Wiggins, but I feel like... But it should be more steady throughout the game. You see Jimmy get into the fourth quarter with seven points, and then he takes all the shots in the fourth, and then Wiggins doesn't take a single shot in the fourth. It needs to be steady for both of them throughout the game. Because it it leads to Wiggins pressing in the first three quarters, taking shots where he's like, well, I'm not going to get the ball again in the fourth, so i got to get my shots up now. Mm, And, I mean, Towns has put up some ridiculous February numbers. Actually, Neil, why don't you say something sweet into the mic while I pull up Towns' February numbers real quick? I, I mean, did you read this? You, should we read this Brit quote here? Yeah, why don't you hit us with that? Okay, so uh, we already talked about where they are offensive, defensively. Britt also wrote, uh, concentrating on just the fourth quarter, they are sixth on in offense and dead last on defense. So the fourth quarter, things get, things get even we, worse. Our defense drops from 26th in the league to 30th. 30th, yeah, generating NBA worst minus 99 point differential for the final stanza, for clutch situations, the offense ranks 10th and defense 28th, end quote there. So, yes, so even in the fourth, stats get worse. <laughs> yep. And uh, so Carl Anthony Towns in February, uh, not including tonight's Lakers game, of course. Six games played, 34 minutes a game. He has 20, he's almost at 26 points a game, 11 rebounds. Almost three assists, 1.3 blocks, 2.33 pointers. His shooting splits are 65% from the field, 64% from three-pointer, 94% from the free throw line. Wow. Just your your, your normal 60-60-90 club right there. No big deal. No big deal. So maybe Towns needs a little more touches. I know that's everyone's complaint. Why isn't Towns shooting more? Some of it is Towns needs to shoot more when he touches it. He's... Passing a little bit too much, I think. Okay, um, so to wrap this part up, what uh, what are we thinking for playoff seeding and like matchups for that? Do we think well, the Wolves it's getting can scary. hang on to the fourth? It's can getting they, scary. To me, that's what it's about. Can they hang on to the fourth spot? Can they hang on to a home court advantage, or are they going to fall into five and six? Um, you know, it's crazy because the Jazz went on a 10-game winning streak. We had counted them out of the playoffs. They're right there now. The Clippers ended up only trading Blake Griffin and not any other pieces, so they actually have a pretty – Good team, if you look at all the parts. Um, So if you look at the standings right now, like, yes, the Wolves are in fourth, but we have, like, only, like, three more, three less losses than, like, the team that's in eighth or something. Yeah. Like, the gap between fourth and tenth is where (laughs) where the Jazz is is suddenly very tight. Four games. Four games separating us from tenth place. Two and a half games between uh, (laughs) between the eighth and and the Wolves at fourth. And, I mean, the Spurs are right there with us, too, actually. So between three and ten in the West is so tight now. 
I was having some breathing room, feeling good about this team a couple weeks ago because it really seemed like the Clippers and the Jazz were not going to be a problem, and now they're a huge problem. Pelicans are playing well with their new addition of Nikola Mirotic. Although I saw that because they had to reschedule a game. They had to play five games in six days, so hopefully that's a bad stretch that will knock them out. Blazers just beat the Warriors the other night. Nuggets are playing well, you know. All right, so let's let's go on record and, and, and predict here, a little mini-predict it, where the Wolves will end up and who they will play in the first round of the playoffs. I will predict that they will slip to five and play the Thunder in a 4-5 matchup. Um uh, yeah, in the first round. So that's that's what I think is the most likely thing to happen here. I don't think they're going to fall past five, although so many things are possible here. Right. What do you think? Uh, like I, It's like I said, anything could happen with it so tight. I'm just going to say they're going to stay at four. Stay at four. They've been holding that spot all year. That'd be great. We have, like I said, the least games on our calendar of any team, so hopefully that'll help push us over the top. We'll talk about the seeding a little bit later in Mailbag, foreshadowing. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in Mailbag. For now, let's move on to our next full court topic. He's hitting up. We will talk about Flip Saunders right now. Uh, the Flip Saunders tribute going down as we record this at Target Center. Uh, shouts to Flip. We don't really have a Flip Saunders drop, but uh, you know, Flip. Uh, Flip's. Uh, he's missed. He One is, of the most important figures in Timberwolves history. He is celebrated. He is remembered. He is um, still with us. His family still very involved in the Timberwolves organization. Son Ryan doing a great job on the Timberwolves bench as an assistant coach. By all accounts, he's very respected in the league and um, has a bright future um, as a potential head coach someday. Um, uh, I was bummed. Here in the league. I was bummed to have to miss this game. Yeah, bummed to miss it and bummed that there's not local broadcast. So even if you watch oh, it, really? it's all ESPN. Yeah, the FSN team is off tonight. So um, it's a nationally televised game. And I'm really bummed I didn't go because if I can't listen to Jim Pete, there's no reason to watch it on TV. You yeah, know? yeah. Be... Apparently, some of the um, banner, the raising a banner, Target Center. Yeah. Um, for Flip, apparently that will be some of that will be on ESPN and stuff. So um, or whoever has the game tonight. So you know. So we'll get to see all that. I think um, after the, after the game. But yeah, they're raising the raising the banner. It's a flip night. They're giving away coins. We got yep. the commemorative coin. That was the thing Flip was all about. So, if you are someone yeah. who has access to these coins and you have extras, holla. please send one our holla, way. Holla, send holla. two our way. I bet Neil and I would both like to have one of those. We love. If them. not, we'll be buying them on eBay in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure once the market settles, they'll be very attainable on eBay. Yeah. they look cool though. Um, so yeah, I've have a few fun flip facts. Oh, good. We're gonna have a game about him later. Yeah. Uh, with a record of 654 fi- and 592, he ranks 21st on the NBA all-time coaching wins chart. Nice. So 21st most wins in NBA history for a nice. coach. His 525 winning percentage is 16th among all NBA coaches who have coached more than 1,100 games. So he is not, you know, a top 15 coach in NBA history, but, you know, he's close to, like, a top 20 coach in NBA history. Yeah. He had a lot of success, not just with the Wolves, he spent three years with the Pistons, and in that time, he went 176 and 70. That's good for Dang. a 715 winning percentage Wow! from 05 to 08. It's the highest winning percentage of any coach in their franchise history. And he's also one of only six coaches in NBA history to be a head coach for both the East and Western All-Star teams. <laughs> good one. Which is a fun fact. Good stat. You know? Yeah, good stat. <laughs> um, so he's a great coach. Um, I miss him because of how frank he was at, uh, in interviews. I mean, Funkadelic Fridays, you know? Yeah. Man, I, I miss those because he was so open and honest, and he had such a chummy relationship with the press around here that, he, you know, it's just a complete opposite of any other 
really any other coach I've ever seen or general manager I've ever seen where he was very, he would meet you at your level. Um, I miss hearing him on the radio and in interviews. Yeah, and a lot of media, I think, talk about how he would try to um, educate and sort of explain things a little bit more. You know, that's what I hear a lot about Flip is how he would explain complicated NBA concepts and offenses and things to people if you had a question about it. He would try and key you in on that, which is which is cool. I feel like nowadays it's more of a secretive, keep it all under the rug, keep it all yeah. in house, you know, keep it under the vest. Um, you know, so I, that's cool that Flip was trying to be open and trying to teach people about the game of basketball and and kind of you know have fans and media go away with some knowledge there. So I really like that. For me, Flip is the first Timberwolves coach I ever knew. You know what I mean? Like right. you know, we moved to Minnesota. You know, maybe, I don't know, 95-ish, 95, 96 right. uh, era, mid-90s, and Flip was, was going, and and uh, yeah, so and he, was, he was the coach for so long. He was here for all the good years. All the good years, yeah, and and all those playoff years. He was the architect of the team that we have now. We were in a really hard situation after love. Yeah. Glenn Taylor looking to sell the team. We didn't know if they'd stay in Minnesota necessarily, and have Flip come back and you know, make the trade, uh, the love trade, obviously. And he had, you know, he, he held out until uh, he got it, the trade he wanted. Yeah. He didn't rush to trade love. Didn't do it at deadline. You know, Kept all playing. season, the rumors were flying. Yep. And so he held on until he got a package he wanted. And we have Andrew Wiggins for that. And then his decision to, uh, you know, DNP Ricky. I mean, Ricky got injured during uh, Wiggins' uh, first season, but I think Flip was like, hey, don't don't rush back. We're going to start Zach Levine at point guard for all these games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Led to us getting the number one pick and getting Carl Anthony Towns, which is just the cornerstone of a franchise. One of the very best players to build around is our future is wrapped up in Carl Anthony Towns. His choice to draft Zach Levine was a great, great choice. Um, without Levine, we wouldn't have been able to trade for Jimmy Butler at the time uh, of the draft. Wiggins, or Flip said, sometimes you have to try and take a home run swing. Yes. And he really connected with Zach Levine on that one. Nailed it. And so with the exception of maybe like the Adrian Payne trade, since he came back for the second stint, all of his moves were really smart and set up this team for the success that we're enjoying now. We would not be where we are, which is we can recognize the best Timberwolves season of our adult lives. We wouldn't be here without Flip, and his fingerprints are still all over the team. Yeah, and that's that's why he's being honored. He's still, you know, a huge in Minnesota, and and will be that way for a long time. So um, I think it's just really cool the Wolves are doing that. Obviously, you know, one of the most influential influential members of Minnesota basketball. Really, just one of the most, you know, as far as Minnesota basketball goes, flips he's, way up there. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Golden Gopher. He's got to be there and local guy. So uh, wonderful stuff. So thank you, Flip. Um, just a shame, you know. I would have liked to meet him one day, and I always, I think the most, the best tribute to him is how people talk about him. There's, you know, people get teary eyed whenever they talk about their memories of him, and they're just uniformly, you know, positive stuff. So, um, you know, it's tough. I'm glad we're honoring him, and he deserves a place in our rafters. All right, moving on. He's on fire. All right, time to talk about uh, G League players. Oh, just briefly. Got a couple uh, G League players who were called up for the week uh, here right before All-Star break. Are you gonna, is Tibbs going to play? Are nah. going to play in the game? No, nah, we just got a lot of no. practice time. And Tibbs was like, these players, you know, they're going to factor into our future. It'd be healthy for them to learn at, uh, you know, an NBA-style practice. I think it's good. It keeps your G League players uh, feeling like they're still a part of the Major League club, not like they're in the minor leagues. And, you know, it helps build some chemistry. 
Very smart, I think. Uh, this is why you have a team hours away. If you're not going to do yeah. stuff like this, why does it matter that you have a team in Iowa? So it's great to just have them four hours down the road to be able to pop up and jump in for certain situations like this to get a little little uh, learning, little camaraderie. Right, exactly. You know, uh, hang with the guys Let a little bit. Let them feel bit. like they're and, part of the team. You know, these three players, um, you know, Justin Patton, um, Emil, uh, Emil Jefferson, and Anthony Brown, yeah. you know, they are part of the team. They are the extended roster. And uh, in the next few years, we're going to see them in Minnesota Timberwolves jerseys. So it's it's a nice little, I think it's a good team-building exercise, and it's a good, uh, you know, might as well do it. You got the time here. You got a little bit of extra practice, like you said, and might as well do it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Kyle Ratke, I think he's at Kyle Ratke. Yep. There might be an underscore there. I don't know. Just Google him. You know how Google works. He uh, tweeted that Jamal Crawford has been texting Justin Patton nearly every day when the rookie was down in Iowa just to check in on him. So once again, thank you, Jamal Crawford. Yes, Jamal Crawford, as infuriating as he can be on the court, <laughs> it's 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 been the proof is in the pudding off the court. He's been a great clubhouse pro leader. vet. Yeah, and vet move not only for our clubhouse but also the guys down. Like he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't know Justin Patton. No way. Yeah, he's not going to be here when Justin Patton's here. You know, it's yeah. like uh, very cool for Jamal Crawford to do. Yeah, that's nice. And they, yeah, exactly. That shows you why they have Crawford around. But yeah, it's good to uh, good to have some uh, G League guys up. Probably fun to have uh, some new blood in the locker room and just that practice and stuff. And it just kind of shows you, I think, that the team is looking at these things of integrating the G League system, and and this is sort of what we expect, um, you know, with the whole Iowa affiliate situation. And it's good to see him utilizing it. Because, yeah, we always think Thibodeau gets a little bit too much tunnel vision yeah. about the players he has right now. That's so only no young guys. Right, yeah, so I'm glad he's he in the back of his mind he's at least thinking about these G League guys. Yeah. Um, before we go to sponsor, Neil. Okay. Just a quick question. I asked people this on Wolf's Cast Digest, which you can read on Canis Hoopus. It's my link, weekly link. roundup of fun odds and ends around the NBA relating to your minutes. Link in the show notes. Make sure you pop, peep it. I asked, uh, would you rather have your jersey retired by Celtics or the Wolves? This is after Paul Pierce had his uh, jersey retired by the Celtics. He said that KG would rather have his jersey retired by the Celtics than the Timberwolves. And my first thought was, yeah, of course. Who wouldn't? Like that's one of the most prestigious, prestigious. franchises. Yes. You know, it's like having your number retired by the Yankees. They already have Huge. like half of the numbers between zero and one hundred uh-huh. retired. Yeah, and that's the same with the Celtics. They have like twenty numbers retired, and it, you'd be in the likes of Bill Russell, you know, Larry Bird. Like, you'd be up there with some all time greats. So I don't think you know. Everyone's like, oh, we have this Minnesota inferiority complex where we're like, oh, you know, people like other big cities more than us. It's yeah. not that it's saying that KG likes Boston more than Minnesota. We know he loves Minnesota. We all know this is just solely because of his problems with Glenn Taylor and the current management. So I don't take it personally at all. And I'm also like, yeah, why wouldn't you rather be like in the league of all-time greats instead of in the league of dead people, which is what we have from our rafters right now. I guess the only thing I can point to for the Wolves, like totally removing Wolves fandom from it, is... If you have your number retired by the Timberwolves, you stand alone. That's the only thing. It's really, yeah. I mean, Malik Seeley, rest in peace, whatever, you know, but no Timberwolf player has ever had their number retired, you know, in a, in a, you know, you know, I'm still alive right. kind of way. You know what I mean? Like in a real sort of like, this was one of the best players to ever put on one of our jerseys kind of way. Seeley is a tribute thing. Flip, I don't think it's going to be a number, just a flip thing or whatever. Yeah. If you're with the Wolves, I think this is the only argument for why you want to be the Wolves. Is just like you're the only guy, <laughs> you know that that's the only thing I think that it's people maybe like, think about. It's kind of like we're married men, <laughs> um, but if we were single, you know, back on back in the dating game, dating days, it's kind of like there's somebody who's 
always available and ready for you and just like you know you can fall back on that anytime mm. and then there's someone who's super exclusive and like hard to get i think it's just human nature to be like i'd rather get the hard to get that i'd yeah. rather have my number like there's a lot of arguments for why boston shouldn't retire kevin garnett's number so maybe there's it's understandable to have the desire for that whereas minnesota's been like we'll retire your jersey any day kg just let, let us know, know. Tell please me, tell we, want, we want this to happen we really want to do that uh, wonderful. All right, cool. Uh, welcome, G League players. Hopefully, you have a good time uh, with your time here in Minnesota. All right, time to pay the bills as we do here on the show. Yes, we do pay our bills, and we pay them with sponsorship money. Our sponsor this week is inspired by something we learned about Andrew Wiggins this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, in my Wolves cast, I just posted. <laughs> How many times can we plug it? How That's many right. Times? How many Andrew times? Wiggins revealed this week he got custom bed sheets made, and the, you know this is like NBA player size mattress. It's not like queen. Huge. It's like double king size, huge yeah, bed, double California king. And he's got his pup Cassie got her face on the sheets. We've talked in the past how he apparently for Christmas only asked for Cassie <laughs> presents, and he had like a, a, a photo of all the Cassie themed presents that he got. Yeah. And so uh, what we have this week is we have a special subscription box. You know, yeah. some people get gift boxes and subscriptions. But this one's geared specifically to Andrew Wiggins. If you're listening to Andrew Wiggins, please sign up for your Cassie of the Month Cassie, Cassie box. gift club. Yes, Cassie of the Month, Cassie box. Um, you know, you'll get everything you need. for if, if you're a fan of Cassie the Dog, this is really the, the monthly subscription box that you're going to want. All the Cassie products, you know, if you're into sheets and stuff with dogs' faces on it, you know, they're going to give you something every single month that you're just going to absolutely love. First month, you sign up, you get the box. The very first thing you get is the Cassie bobblehead doll. <laughs> you know, Of course, we've talked about it on Twitter. You, we really want the Timberwolves to put together a promotional item featuring Wigan's beloved hound. And a uh, bobblehead doll will be perfect. Yeah, keep them happy. Also, you can get an Xbox or PS4 console skin it's featuring like a sticker uh, you put on your Xbox. Yes, so you can sort of you know your Xbox is, is transformed into photos of this dog. Um, so yeah, you're definitely gonna want to see that one. Uh, you're also gonna receive Cassie slippers in the mail. It's the slippers with the little dog head on the toes. It uh-huh, looks like Cassie uh-huh. the dog's head is popping up. Little you, got stuff. Little, you got little tails coming out the heels. Similar to that, we get the uh, in past boxes. They've uh, received the Build a Bear. Uh, Cassie doll, mm-hmm. you know, just a plush, just Classic. a plush ca- Cassie for you to hug and uh, love and and cuddle. Uh, we all know, you know, NBA players spend ninety percent of their time on their iPhone, so yeah. there's Cassie iPhone case as yep. well. Yep, yep, yep. You got to have the dog right in the back, and of course, you know, there's Cassie jewelry as well. You might you might open chains. might open up one of your boxes and see a see a gold encrusted, um, you know, d- a dog face just looking at you, and that's Cassie. That's so, Cassie right there for you. It's, it's, you know, a cottage industry right now. We have a guy who's just made, got signed to a huge new deal. He's going to have more money than he knows what to do with. And we know that the number one thing Andrew wants in his life is more Cassie products. So sign up for the Cassie box. It's a once-a-month subscription box sending you the latest and greatest in Cassie-themed products. That's our sponsor this week, everybody. It is now time for a segment we call Mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu- 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu- 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. 
Oh yeah, we got your correspondence, you guys. Thanks for following us on Twitter. Whenever we put out that bat signal for questions, you always respond. We appreciate it. And if you're not following us on Twitter, at Wolfscast. It's really fun. You should very it. simple. It's very simple. Uh, follow us and tweet at us. That'd be wonderful. Appreciate it. All right, first question uh, comes to us from uh, frequent mailbag contributor, Hyperbowl at Hyperbowl. Hyperbowl had a lot of great questions. We're only going to respond to this one, but yeah. the one asking how would the NBA be different if it was a socialist uh, system—that's a that's a great. slippery slope. Uh, Neil and I were chatting about it. There's, there's too many implications to handle on this mailbag. It's a I lot. Sure, I sure did love thinking. Maybe about that's that. next week's show: Socialist yeah. Wolves Cast. Yeah, we could get into it, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Hyperbowl's question um, is: uh, How does Minnesota have the third-ranked offense despite the lack of three-pointers? That's a great question. Good Everyone's question. always like, modern offense. I mean, we were just talking about the Rockets have this crazy uh, offensive efficiency, and they only take three-pointers pretty much. So how is it, Neil? Well, it's it's quite simple, actually. It's all about free throws, getting yes. to the free throw line. That's Wolves right. are way up there in free throw attempts. And it's also um, a lot of rebounding. You know, rebounding numbers are great, especially offensive rebounds, second-chance points. And um, I would say a, a third thing is just premier ISO scoring, really. You know, they just have really three great players who are three players who are great at getting their own bucket. You just give it to them and, hey, they're going to they're gonna do something with this. There so, are three spots on the court that you're in most efficient shots. Not uh-huh. just one. It's not just the three-point three. line. No. It's the three-point line, the free throw line. And at the rim, in the paint. Yeah, so we have two of the three of those. We've got two of the three. And so, you know, if and we excel at those two of the three. We're one of the best teams in the league at getting to the free throw line and also making sure our opponents don't as well. So, uh, yeah, we get to the line a lot. Jimmy Butler is uh, like second or third in the league in free throws attempted per game. Um, so he's there, and then Cat is obviously shooting like 70% in the paint. You know, he's just so efficient in the paint. And like you said, you get rebounds, you get good putbacks. That's a high-quality shot. Furthermore, uh, turnover differential is also very big for the Wolves. They force their their top five, and turnover is forced. So they're going to turn you over, and then they protect the ball. I think they're one first or second in, in uh, lowest turnovers in the league. So they don't give it up. Yep. So those are the other things, too, is they take care of the ball, and then they are going to um, you know, kind of get easy buckets off the, getting turnovers. exactly, and they're gonna they're gonna play the possession math a little bit more, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna get more shots than you. They might not be threes, but we're gonna get more shots than you because we're gonna turn you over and get in transition or, or get looks that way. So, you know, it can be done. You don't have to have a great three point game to to win in this league. Yeah, it'd um, be you nice. Know, you know, but. yeah, it'd be nice to add that a little bit, and that's that's a good example. It's, of, it's a smart way to build the team, though, in the sense that it's like, what is overpriced right now? Everyone wants shooters. Yeah, true. everyone will will spend tons of money on a shooter, even if that's all the player can do and nothing yeah. else. And like, so it's kind of the market inefficiency. It's Tom Thibodeau's money ball to be like, okay, I'm going to find guys who are great at the other two things in the at the rim and uh, at the free throw line. Cool, Scott. What's our next question? Our next question comes from. Frequent question asker at JB John Bender. We got we got all the classic people all in, the classic. in mailbag right I mean, except now. Jared. Jared didn't give us one. Yeah, no Jared this week. If the current Timberwolves form a Beatles tribute band, who is in it? More importantly, what would he call it? Oh, <laughs> oh we should have thought of this one. I'd call it Ricky in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, there you go. That's, that's, that's not minor. current. That's off the top of the good. dome that's right good. there. That's good. That's good. Um, so this is a great question. Uh, the John Lennon in our band, he's kind of a soulful, spiritual dude, very worldly. 
you know, John Lennon was. So we're picking Gorgie Jane for that position. He's the most worldly of all the players. He's got interests about the, you know, he wants to help his country, Senegal. <laughs> he wants to help them by teaching them to farm and stuff like that. So it just seems like a very John Lennon kind of thing to do. You know the Beatles better than I just got. Just do them all. I'm going to roll through this. Yeah, side. roll them, roll Paul them. McCartney, he's, he's the entertainer, you know. If John Lennon was a spiritual, soulful dude, then Paul McCartney, who's who's in the business of having fun, he's still and, going, and he's yeah, and like you know, everyone in showbiz loves Paul McCartney. You see him on stage every show he goes to, and they're like, "Come on stage, Mecca, he's come smiling, on!" He's smiling, yeah, and so he, he's just uh, it seems like a very happy dude all the time, and uh, very friendly and outgoing. So I think that's going to be Carl Anthony Towns is going to be our Paul. Paul's also very easy to please, and that that's very true. Uh, or eager to please, not easy to please, eager to please. And that's very true of Carl Anthony Towns as well. Uh, George, we're going to get uh, Jimmy as our George because they're both the most dedicated to their craft in the band and in the team. And uh, also, you know, there's universal respect for George Harrison. I feel like the whole league respects Jimmy. And, uh, you know, Jimmy could team up with them just like George Harrison would play for other bands and stuff like that. Mm. And, then following, and then finally, Ringo. Ringo's kind of the punchline of the group. Uh, for a lot of reasons, and uh, so we're gonna go with Shabazz here. Uh, just uh, you know, I, I'm not saying this, Ringo, but you know, you're the punchline. You know, I understand you did some cool stuff, but you you were basically just taking along for the ride. You know, they had a different drummer to start, and, and they got Ringo, kinda... and Ringo was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna ride the coattails of these three amazing musicians and uh, be taken to greatness and beyond. And you're saying he's kind of like an off the wall kind of like weirdo guy too. Yeah, yeah, Ringo is definitely the strangest of the Beatles. So. And I feel like that fits Shabazz so well. I mean, he's sort of an outcast in a way. I feel I'm, I'm sure he gets along with the guys fine, but I feel like he's sort of. A little strange. He, I don't know. He, he just not strange, but just like I just uh, compared to all the other guys, I feel like he stands out a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Doesn't fit in so much. And Sergeant Saunders, Lonely Hearts Club Band. I'm trying to think of other <laughs> other really good. Uh, actually, maybe this would be good to open up to you guys. Let us re- respond to us on Twitter. Yeah, or we, the need some help. Comments. we need some help. Let us. Uh, you come up with good puns. That would Give be us good, good Beatles pun. uh, Beatles tribute band names involving your Timberwolves. Love. Wish we had Kevin Love. Oh yeah, there's someone. Okay. All you need is love. <laughs> all you need is Kevin Love. Uh, I think they used to play that when he scored. All you need is love. Yeah. When he scored, you know they used yeah, to do that. Perfect. Uh, Worked perfectly. All right, that's your question. That's your answer there, JB. Thanks for sending that in. Next question comes to us from Matt Pullum. He is on Twitter at the GB Beefcake. That's right, Green Bay Kings Packers of the North fan. host. Yep, check it out. Good podcast. Uh, Beefcake writes: Assuming the Wolves aren't the seventh or eighth seed and are healthy, knock on wood, do they win a playoff series this year? That's the end of the question. Okay. Um, Thank you again, uh, Matt, for that one. Um, again, we talked right. a little bit about um, the seedings and where the team could possibly be. Let's talk about realistically. First round, first round if we're in the four or five seed, we're probably playing the Thunder. Ooh. They are beatable. They're kind of injured right now, so we, who knows if they're going to be healthy. Yeah, no, Roberson. They've, they've been up and down. Um, I would say the Thunder would be favored in that series, regardless if we have home court advantage or not. I think the Thunder would be favored, but we beat them three out of four games this season. Oh, we have the tiebreaker. Jimmy is not afraid of this team, nope. and so I think that we could win that. It would yeah. be an uphill battle. Would you rather be the three seed taking on the Trailblazers? Yes. Yes. That would be much better. Trailblazers or Pelicans or Nuggets, all those teams. I'd rather be the three seed and take on one of those teams. Um I, obviously, you'd rather be the three seed. Um, so that's doable because the Spurs are very hurt right now. 
Um, the other option is we fall down to six. And uh, face San Antonio. And face San Antonio and the three seed, which also, Ooh. not necessarily the worst. No. I mean, they're beat up. Kawhi's played only a handful of games with them all season. Yeah, it's hard they're to know more, where they'll be. They're more vulnerable now than they've been in a long time in the playoffs. Yeah. On the same, you know, on the flip side of that is that they're so good at executing in the playoffs. They they would be really hard to beat because they're they're not phased by the playoffs. So it's the same thing with the Thunder. These, these guys have been in the playoffs every year, so they're not phased by the playoffs like the Timberwolves might be in their first time there. But I was thinking about this. I was talking about this with Abdi who uh, works at the front desk at NPR. Aha. Uh-huh. He's a good baller. I played basketball with him for the first time. Oh, nice, nice, good. nice. Good game. Um, Rockets are now the one seed. They won. Wow. The Warriors fell to the Blazers last night. As so we record. Just barely. The Rockets are there. Half game up. And if I'm the Timberwolves, that's the team I want to face in the second round. If we get over the second round. Because, yeah, between them or the Warriors. Yeah, I yeah. mean, obviously the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship this year. <laughs> no surprise. The Rockets have choked in the playoffs every single year for the for time oh. in memoriam. So like, you can game plan for them a little bit. Harden better. always melts down in the playoffs. Did it to the Spurs. They Remember when uh, they they were like, Harden quit, and he's like, I'm so bad, and they put him on the bench, and then like all the random dudes like Corey Brewer beat the Clippers a few years ago. Plus, yep. let's remember this fact. Chris Paul has never played in a conference final ever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's going to happen again. So I would love it. If we're if we're the four seed in the Rockets, I want the Rockets to be the first. If we're the three seed, I want the Rockets to be the second because I want to see the Rockets in the second, in the second half of the playoffs. Can you imagine getting to the conference finals this year? Uh, like the Rockets melt down, have another choking season. I, guess I think it's the possible. first round of the playoffs is going to be harder than the second round if we can face the Rockets. I think the only way the Wolves win a first round playoff series is if they have the four seed and retain home court advantage. I think if they fall to five. I would not. I would not shoot, pick them in a in a seven game series against the Thunder as the four five. And if they fall to six, I don't think they will beat the Spurs in a three six series. The Spurs, obviously, without Kawhi, are, are are damaged goods. But man, I've been watching them the last few weeks, and they it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to them. They just have it's next true. man up. It's true. They have so many deep guys. They have such a deep bench, and and they'll figure it out somehow. So the the only hope I think the Wolves have to winning a first round playoff series is to be in the four seed and have home court advantage. And so that's really, I think, what we should be cheering for and what we should be rooting for because having the Thunder come to our place, maybe we can keep making a seven-game series and win game seven at home. Either way, we're winning a few playoff games this year. Yeah. I don't see any team sweeping It's all us. gravy. It's all gravy, y'all. All right, one more. One more. What we got, Scott? One more quickie. Ah, this is from a frequent co-host, our friend Robert with an H. Co-host. K-Brew. Yeah, you've heard him if you've been listening to Lowell's cast. He comes plays Jeopardy with us every offseason. Uh, he, he writes in, which Timberwolves players do you think were into Pokemon? I mean, this is probably most of them, I would say. Well, here's the thing. Uh, other than the oldest guys. So I would say maybe Jamal is out because I'm I'm well, 32 and I grew up in Pokemon. Like yeah. I was in fourth grade when it came out. Like, I think I like, was right in there. Cole Aldrich played Pokemon. Jamal Crawford did not. Um, I think people who are yeah. around our age, like Jimmy Butler is around our age, yep. but he grew up in a situation where he might not have had all the video games at his For disposal, sure. okay. so maybe yep. not him. True. Um, Wiggins, yes. yes. I think Wiggins is a big one. Well, the thing is, I think Wiggins has probably played it, but for like that generation, the younger generation, they're really into Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and like Dar- is it Darren either Fox. or? Well, it's not either or, but I think like if you look at the younger generation, the thing that's like the cultural touchstone, which for my generation is Pokemon. 
Neil and I thought we could start a website one time called My My First Pokemon because everyone <laughs> you talk to around our age has a great story about the first time they played Pokemon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ask your friends about it. Yeah. Tell us your Pokemon story. Everyone's got one. Um, so for our generation, it's a big cultural touchstone. Whereas I see the younger people younger than me are much more into like Dragon Ball Z and as their like nerd culture thing. So yeah. it's not that Pokemon is. Uh, they've probably played it. But they didn't play red and blue, which are the really good ones. They played like gold and silver or the later ones, which I felt like weren't as good as the core red and blue ones. And so you know, I, I just don't think it's as meaningful to them as it was to us. Yeah, I think if you're in, if you are right now between the ages of like 24 and 33, you're right in the prime Pokemon world age right there. So maybe yeah. like Wiggins and Towns are just a little too young. Yeah, that's right. You think. know, but I think like, you know, Teague and yeah, Jimmy Butler. I mean, depending on your circumstances growing up, whatever. But like, I feel like that's the pocket age because then when Red and Blue. Oh, the pocket monsters The age. pocket monsters. <laughs> when Red and Blue hit the States, you know, you were right in elementary school or right in the middle of elementary school. Yeah. So like, that's the perfect time right there. So anybody who's in that age range, I think. Was into Pokemon, but I would say like Andrew Wiggins and Cat. If you ask them, they could name Pokemon. Oh yeah, you. yeah, because they've been big enough up. by yeah. then. Yeah. So that's my answer to that. Yeah, great question though. I love it talking about Pokemon. Anytime we can shoehorn be, Pokemon into Wolves Cast, we're in. If I were if I were a reporter with access to these guys, I'd ask them who was their first Pokemon that they picked. Exactly. Charmander, yeah, Squirtle, yeah, or you know, who do you relate to? Like, I get this. Maybe Cyndaquil, this because guy. like I said, they had to play. Yeah, Neil's got the Snorlax toy. Got a little on Snorlax the, guy. Got a Snorlax got tattoo. Snorlax tattoo on the arm. So. Yeah, so Snorlax is my guy. But yeah, there's there, there's lots of Pokemon, and everyone has a different uh, you know one they connect with. If you're a reporter, just do us a solid Please. and ask the team who did they pick as their first Pokemon. Yeah, we gotta get our uh, our editor, our so editor John forget. Meyer, on that. John, you please. Never uh, Please ask. Uh, please ask about Pokemon someday. <laughs> you won't be laughed out of the room best. when you ask about Pokemon. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, cool. That's it for mailbag. Thank also, you for sending in questions. If you're y'all. on Spotify, you can find like the Pokemon album with all this weird. Oh, thing. cool. It's, like, it's super weird. Team Rocket theme to. song. Oh yeah, check that out. <laughs> you know. Like, all right. I wanna be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch them is my great test. To train them is my cause. Hits. Just hits yeah. all the time. I will battle every day. The journey far and wide. Okay, let's keep on. Moving on to Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Weekly right. Wolfies is the segment where we give out awards. It's the Dundies of our podcast. Uh-huh. We got Wolfies instead of Dundies. And um, I'll get us started here. My award this week goes to the FSN Broadcast, their uh, graphic design department. Ooh, a positive you guys are, one from Neil. You guys are stepping up, your, stepping up your game. Last couple of weeks, I went negative. This week, I'm going positive because they just killed it on the new kind of look. Some of the, some of the new looks, anyway, that you might have noticed in the FSN broadcast. Um, it's kind of a specific. Cleaner. It's kind of a specific thing. It's generally when they show stats, or um, you know, I don't know what you would even call this, but um, I have a screenshot. I'll put it in um, show notes. But basically, they have sort of changed up the look of some of their presentation of when they display numbers and stats and kind of like little facts for you. Um, and yeah, they can put like video in the middle and kind of you know have little titles and numbers and stuff. So they've improved that. Uh, again, I don't know exactly technically what you would call this kind of look. It's not like a package or anything, but it's just like nice, nicer looking type. 
and more of a clean, bright look. It's like a, a light gray color. Um, so you're getting some some lighter colors instead of like all black. My girlfriend says I look good. <laughs> this looks very good. Now this is this is half baked here because there are a number of things about the FSN broadcast that have not been updated. Like it's a some process. of the going some of the going to break stuff where yeah. they have like the whole like we're in an arena and we're showing these lights. Yeah, we're showing these lights and sort of like these pulleys and flags moving around and stuff. And that stuff has to go. It's like this lame like 3D animation graphic stuff that is still kind of behind the time so they're not quite all the way there yet but i am encouraged by um this update to sort of the in-game graphics and um in-game sort of like typography and and look for things so shout out to you fsn for moving forward uh with some of your looks appreciate it i think it looks great you should go to an older game when before you post this and take a before and after so people can see how bad it was before <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. yeah it's a better look it gets man. dated in it's the time eye. it's time you should always be updating you gotta you update know? that yeah this is we're overdue new new era new look there we go so yes eyes on the rise um my wolfie is gonna go to jimmy butler <laughs> for it every week but for what for Let's see. I want to. I want to get a Butler drop. We haven't been playing enough drops yet. Uh, you know, there's so many, so many options. Um, my favorite one that we have is this one. You say they can't duck with me, or they can't pluck with me, or can't fuck with me. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy Butler never warms up with his jersey. At the halftime, you routinely see the shot of the huddle right before the players go back onto the court. Jimmy is stretching out his jersey and putting it back on because he never likes to warm up in his jersey. I don't know what that's about, um, but I respect Jimmy for doing his rituals, doing his superstitions. I used to, when I was a swimmer, I had to listen to the same couple songs right before my race. Because one time I had like a slow love song in my head when I was racing and I got a bad time. I was like, <laughs> I need to have upbeat music stuck in my head when I yeah. race. Yeah. And so, you know, that, I feel like everyone who's ever played a sport have weird traditions and superstitions and stuff like that. Uh, so I just think that's funny. Uh, respect to Jimmy for that. You stick to your guns, man. Whatever you're doing is working. I love it. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have something that uh, makes you believe that uh, tonight's the night. So that's cool. Yeah. So he comes out of the tunnel without the jersey. Yeah. Without, well, I think he wears like you know the shooting shirt. Right? Yeah. Where like a lot of players wear the shooting shirt over their jersey, and you'll see he's just wearing like when he takes off that shooting shirt to put on his jersey, he's just wearing like the Under Armour kind of like compression, yeah. you know, tank top. Uh, that it's kind of like body armor. Maybe honestly. he just likes it dry. You know what I mean? He like doesn't he question, doesn't too. like his jersey to be any sort of like moisture on it to start yeah. the game. Uh, pre-game sweat. He wants to put on a freshie uh, before uh, he hits the game. I get it. My swag is crazy right now. Oh, oh it always is, Jimmy. It always crazy, is. You know. So. All right. All right, Neil, it's time for a game. Yes, let's do it. You teased it earlier. Theme of the week is Flip Saunders. Uh, so here's a game we called Facts About Flip. Okay. Flip Facts. Flip Facts. Flipping flip Facts. Flipping it. Flipping it. All right, Neil, there's an assortment of questions. Let's just go through them. Okay. What is Flip's full name? Oh, Flip's full name. Question number one. Flip's full name. Um, if you give me first and last, that's good enough. I think his I think his uh, first name is Philip. Is it Philip Saunders? Okay. And his middle name is your middle name, Philip Daniel Saunders. Oh, I didn't know that one. Cool. Which of these teams was Flip not the head coach of? Not head coach. I'm going to list five teams, Neil. The Golden Valley Lutherans. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's Golden Valley Lutheran College. I don't know what their mascot is. Well, they're the Lutherans. Uh, the University of Minnesota Gophers. The Rapid City Thrillers. The Lacrosse Catbirds. Or the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Which of these teams was he not the head coach? I of? don't think he was ever the Gopher head coach. Yes, That's right. 
assistant coach. Uh, I did not know that Golden Valley Lutheran was. That was his first coaching, Golden Valley Lutheran College. I love the lacrosse one, though. What are they called again? Uh, lacrosse Catbirds. Catbirds. Catbirds, all right. This next question Catbirds. is about some of those teams. Oh. The last three, the Rapid City Thrillers, Lacrosse Catbirds, Sioux Falls Skyforce, they were in the Continental Basketball Association. Flip coached those three teams, the Rapid City Thrillers, Lacrosse Catbirds, Sioux Falls Skyforce. I like Thrillers a lot too. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're great names. <laughs> which of these teams did he which of these teams did he lead to two CBA championships? Between the Sam again? The Catbirds, the Skyforce, and the Thrillers. Um Which one did he win two CBA championships with? I'm gonna have to totally guess here. I will I'll go with the Catbirds. I'm gonna stick Catbirds. Yes! Catbirds is one correct. Three guess. Thank you. He's like second or third all time in coaching wins in that league. <laughs> Alright, Neil. Love it. Flip coached for seventeen seasons. In the NBA? Seventeen seasons in the NBA. Three of those were partial seasons where he's either fired or hired midway through the season. Nice. So in the fourteen full seasons that he coached, how many fifty win seasons did he have? Out of 14. Yep. Okay, so all three with the Pistons. Probably another, man, probably another eight or so. Okay, so I'll go, I'll say 10. 10 out of the 14. Mm. Oh. The answer is seven. Oh, only seven. In 14 Wasn't full, that good? <laughs> in 14 full seasons. Well, 50 wins is, you know, you know that's, high That's bargain. real good. This yeah. next question will be more kind to him. In 14 full seasons, how many times did he reach the postseason? 14 seasons, postseason. Uh, wow. So this is higher. So I'll yeah. say this is 10. 10. I'll stick with 10. Very close. Very close. Nine. It's 11. 11. Oh. 11 and 14. Even more. His first time he made it with the Timberwolves was a losing season for the Timberwolves. They had a losing. They had a below 500 yeah, and record they and they made, made it. it. Wow. Um, and fi- I wish we could do that these days. Yeah, though. come on. Our final question related to that is how many times has Flip reached the conference finals? He went to the playoffs 11 times. How many times did he get to the conference finals? Uh, good, good one. Uh, once with the Wolves, at That's least right. once with the Pistons. So maybe I should say two or three. I'll say three. How about three? Mm. Ah! Don't underestimate two. Flip. It's four. Four! All three times with the Pistons. Oh, wow. Got conference there. finals every time. That's right. Um, and after Incredible. he got to the conference finals in 08 and lost to the eventual champions, the Celtics, he got fired. It's so dumb. Mm. So dumb. Mm. He is the highest winning percentage. He's like, yeah, we already talked about that. Yep. Still- Time for a change. Um, can you name all of the coaches who have led the Timberwolves to a winning regular season record, Neil? Oh, my gosh. Um, just uh, just Flip Saunders? <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Oh, that could have been a tricky. That could have been a trick question. Uh, but no. Flip is the only coach that has led the Timberwolves to a winning regular season record and the only coach to coach a playoff team. Wow. Tom Thibodeau is going to change some records here this year. Yeah. Flip right. in the script. Three more questions. No, what? Two, more, two more questions. Right. Two more questions. Flip set a franchise record for most wins in a regular season for both the Wolves and the Pistons. Which team had the higher win total? I think the Wolves won 60. Or 59 or something like that. I'll say Wolves, actually, for some weird reason. Uh, I don't blame you. His Pistons team went 64 and 18. Wow. What was the Wolves' best 64 and 18. The Wolves' best record, still the best record, is 58 and 24. Damn. 64 and 18 is one of the 25 best regular seasons of all time in NBA history. Incredible. Just dominance. And final question Flip, what? Flip's wife is named Debbie. Tibbs almost married a Debbie. Two Debbies. Coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> My question is, how many kids does Flip have, and how many of them attended the U of M? <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, I think he has three kids, and I don't think Ryan went there, so I'll say one. Yeah, that's four kids. Four. Although the 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 thir- the third and fourth are twins, so you know, oh, that's okay, only like okay. half of each. I guess well, that counts. Uh, all four of them went to the U of M. What? I thought Ryan. Okay. Ryan was a six foot one guard for the University of Minnesota. Oh, he was like at like Cornell or something weird. Yeah, that's Andy from the office. <laughs> His daughter Mindy also attended the University of Minnesota. Was a member of the dance team. Flip's twin daughters Kim and Rachel also attended the University of Minnesota. Together, they danced on the University of Minnesota dance team for four years, winning eight national championships and a world championship between them. Incredible. Flip just producing superstars. Legacy kids, you know? Legacy students is what we call them. Nice. All right. Thanks for the the flip game. Now you guys know some uh, new trivia about uh, the best coach in Timberwolves history. One of the top 20 coaches in NBA history, honestly. True, true, and student of the game. Expanded beyond that, the CBA stuff. You know, the call. You know, call it. You know, all that stuff is. Uh, His senior year in high school, he averaged thirty-two points a game. He led the whole state of Ohio. <laughs> no big deal. So you know, he, no he's deal. also a good player too. I love it. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening this week, everybody. We're going to let you go, but before we do, I would encourage you to go to Canisupis. It's a great website. Ah, yes. Uh, the Wolf's Cast Digest is a new weekly feature that Beep I it. work really hard on, so I would respect it if you clicked and read it. I think you would enjoy it. Um, also, we have our podcast. A lot of talented writers there, so check them out. Canisupis, go check it out now. If you have cold ears, we're selling a hat. It's a palm hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to our website wolfscast.com the store tab we have not only the palm hat but two uh, award winning pins enamel pins the Thibodeau one and the KG for MVP one really blast from the past for both of those check those out um, come to Darby's every Tuesday I host trivia 6pm Darby's Pump and Grill it's right next to uh, Target Field so very close to Target Center you know what's up um, I have you know teams come all the time you get an extra point if you draw a basketball next to your team and that's the podcast point I only talk about it here so shh keep it a secret <laughs> Um, and also, everybody, as you go forward into your new week, remember to be kind to each other and be kind to Andrew Wiggins. You know, it's easy to dump on him right now, but he's a good player and he's going to do good stuff for him. And I, you know, I, I, I like Andrew Wiggins. I think that uh, he's he's one of us. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right. You're finally listening. Anything else from me now? That's it, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening to our show. We'll see you next week. Oh, uh, the great Corey Brewer, one of the greatest Timberwolves of all time.